What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and this is it, folks. This is the big one. Super Bowl 51 is this Sunday, a few short days away. The New England Patriots, the Atlanta Falcons, only one will be Super Bowl 51 champion. Let's talk about the conference championship round before we start talking about the big game itself. In the conference championship round, I suffered my first straight-up loss of these playoffs. I was riding the Green Bay Packers. I was probably going to ride them all the way to the Super Bowl. If they made it to this game, spoilers, I was going to pick them to win it all because that's just Aaron Rodgers pulling some kind of miracle uh, to get to the game just at, at all. But uh, they didn't make it to the game, and that was my one straight-up loss. So far in these playoffs, I was 1-1. One and one. I did correctly take New England to beat Pittsburgh. That has me 9-1 and one straight up on these playoffs. I'm incredibly proud of that, even though there are some people in the community who have gone a perfect 10-0. But I'm incredibly proud of 9-1. and one. Uh, Guaranteed no worse of a finish than 9-2 and two on the playoffs. And I think that's the best my playoff picks have ever done. Against the spread, I had a real opportunity. There were a number of progs who really struggled against the spread in the conference championship round. I had a great opportunity to jump up, take the lead in some pools, maybe even guarantee myself a pool victory, and I absolutely abjectly failed at it. I missed them both. I was 0-2. I went with the underdogs in both games, and both of the favorites covered. So that did not work out for me. I was 0-2 against the spread. I'm 6-4 and four against the spread in the playoffs. It does guarantee me a 500 finish, so that's nice. But it was definitely a missed opportunity in the conference championship round. Over-under, I did hit the NFC championship game correct on the over-under. Even if I missed it straight up, I did correctly take the over in that one. So I was 1-1 one and one over-under. That has me 7-3 and over-under on the playoffs. It guarantees me no worse than a 7-4 and four finish and... Just caps off a really good year for me over under. Again, that's where I've struggled in years past. And this season, I feel like I did really well over under in the regular season and so far in the playoffs. So I'm also very proud about that. Let's take a look now at the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pools for Season 5 of the show. Straight up pools where we begin, of course. And after bringing in 16 of 24 points in the conference championship round, I do still hold on to my lead. 1,540 confidence points, and I still lead Gilius Thunderhead in second place by eight points. We both took Green Bay with our lesser of our two confidence choice picks, and it didn't work out for us. So I'm still in the lead. He's still in second place. It's a two-horse race. Nobody else can catch us. We're just worried about each other at this point. So I'm going to pick who I'm going to pick. If he wants to win, hopefully he's going to pick the other team. And uh, we'll have to just see how it finishes. But whoever wins out of the Super Bowl round is going to win this pool because it's a 16-point pick. So I'm either going to win or I'm going to lose by about 8 points. Anything is possible at this point. Shout out to the winners of the conference championship round in the straight up pick'em pool who got both games correct, 24 points out of 24. Those are West Coast Martin, ZGP for the third straight time. I think he's 10-0 on these playoffs. ZGP, Hatbox's picks, Brady's back, 
and Jay Cutler for MVP. Chicago underscore span on Twitter. They all went 2-0 in the conference championship round, pulling in a perfect 24 out of 24 points in that round. So shout out to them for being perfect in that round. Moving down to the against the spread pool, and if you remember from our previous episode, it was a three or four-way tie. I think it was a three-way tie for first place, all at 138 correct against the spread picks. Well, I went 0-2. A couple of other people went 0-2. Brady's back went 1-1. Brady's back has now retaken the lead in the against the spread pool with 139 correct picks against the spread. I have 138, which has me tied for second place. We lead fourth place by two. So fourth place cannot catch myself and the person who's in third place. It's a three-horse race still for the title. We can all still finish tied, potentially. Or if Brady's back, it's very simple for Holly Gordon. She gets it correct, she wins the pool. But if she gets it wrong, that opens the door. We could have a tie situation. Shout out to the only person in the against the spread pool to go perfect 2-0 against the spread in the conference championship round, and that's my man West Coast Martin. Martin Wong, a friend of mine, a viewer, listener for a long time, he went a perfect 2-0 and he was the only one in the pool to get them both correct. So shout out to West Coast Martin for winning the conference championship round, and shout out to Brady's back for retaking the overall lead in the against the spread pool. And for the last time this season, I will take the opportunity to remind you that if you go to the description of the YouTube video, if you're watching, listening on YouTube, you're going to find all of my results from the conference championship round, my straight up against the spread and over under play for Super Bowl 51, as well as some prop bets, which we're going to talk about at the end of the show. You're going to find information on joining No, you're not. You're going to find information on how you could have joined the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pools for Season 5 of the show. Unfortunately, well, I mean, it's not too late. You can join and get your Super Bowl pick in if you want to, and potentially get shouted out on Twitter if your Super Bowl pick is correct. That's for both the straight up and against the spread pick'em pools. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page. That's still good. We still have conversation throughout the offseason. Obviously, we're sports fans. We're football fans. We keep talking. And you're going to find links to other high-quality NFL YouTube prognosticators. Go out there. Check out their Super Bowl videos. For whatever reason, the Super Bowl episodes seem to struggle more than the regular season does. So make sure you get through. Watch everybody's Super Bowl videos. Everybody's going to probably have a different slant on it. So it's worth checking out everybody's pick for Super Bowl 51. If you're listening to the episode on SoundCloud, search NFL YouTube Prognosticators on Facebook. Most of your favorite progs are in that group. Get joined up in the group and get in on the fun. Super Bowl 51 delivers us a classic offense versus defense matchup. The number one seed in the AFC, the number two seed in the NFC, the number one scoring offense in football, the number one scoring defense in football. Which way is it going to go? Let's talk about it. Your AFC champion, as I said, they would be the New England Patriots, 14-2 champions of the AFC East, a 34-16 victory over Houston, and a 36-17 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers was their path to make it to Super Bowl 51. The NFC champion, as I did not say they would be, the Atlanta Falcons, 11-5 champions of the NFC South, 36-20 victory over Seattle, and a 44-21 drubbing of the Green Bay Packers in the NFC title game was their path 
to make it to Super Bowl 51. Now look, there's all kinds of information in here that I can give you. Some of it's going to be repeat. Some of it's not going to be repeat. I can tell you that New England's outscoring opponents 35-17 to 17 in these playoffs. I can tell you that Atlanta's outscoring opponents 40-21 to 21 in these playoffs. I can tell you that New England's got the number three total offense in these playoffs, the number four total defense. I can tell you Atlanta's got the number one total offense in these playoffs. What a shock there. I can tell you they have the number six total defense. I can tell you that in New England's nine game win streak, they're outscoring opponents 30 to 13 on average, and they've still only had one game in those nine where they've allowed 20 points or more. I can tell you that Atlanta's riding a six game win streak, outscoring opponents 39 to 19 in those six games. They've still only had one game where they've scored 33 points or fewer. That was their lowest point total was 33. I can tell you all that information, but you're here to find out who the Super Bowl 51 champion is going to be. You're here to find out how you should play it against the spread. You're here to find out how you should play it on the over-under. You're here to find out who the MVP of Super Bowl 51 is going to be. You're here to hear some prop bets, see what you like, toss them on your picks, maybe win yourself some money. That's why you're here, and that's what I'm going to give you. And look, this is the way I've played it in years past. The Super Bowl pick is less about explaining why and more about... This is just how I feel it's going to go. Like at this point, we're deep enough into the playoffs. We've seen essentially what I believe to be everything that each of these teams has to offer in their game plan. They've pulled out all the stops to get to where they are now. I think there's going to be very few surprises in this game, but I think it's going to be an incredible football game. With a final score of 34-28, to your Super Bowl 51 champions will be the NFC champion Atlanta Falcons. If you want a justification, here it is. New England, for the longest time, for months, have been playing either backup quarterbacks, non-elite offenses, or even in the Pittsburgh game, Le'Veon Bell was only out there for six carries before he got injured, and the rest of the game, they had to play against D'Angelo Williams. No disrespect to D'Angelo Williams, he's a fine football player, but he ain't Le'Veon Bell. He ain't Le'Veon Bell in age, he ain't Le'Veon Bell in talent, and that Pittsburgh Steelers team plays differently when it's not Le'Veon Bell back there. I'm not making excuses for why they lost. They lost fair and square. The defense gave up 36 points. They probably weren't going to win that game even if Le'Veon was in there. But if Le'Veon was in there, I guarantee you they score more than 17 points. The New England defense is good. The New England defense may even be great. It ain't all world. We'll put it that way. It's a Super Bowl caliber defense. It got them here, but it's not all world. The Atlanta Falcons offense is all world. Look at that six game win streak, 39 points on average in these playoffs, 40 points on average. And let me tell you something in that six game win streak, that Atlanta defense is playing better. They're bend, but don't break, but they're playing better. And that's what I think the difference is going to be. Look, New England, they're going to get their stops. New England's going to get their points. Obviously, I think they're going to find the end zone four times. 
But I also think Atlanta's going to find the end zone four times. And I like Atlanta's possibilities to get a couple of field goals in there. And Atlanta is going to win this football game. I like the Atlanta Falcons to be your Super Bowl 51 champions, defeating Hoodie and the New England Patriots. And I can hear Patriots fans already. You're telling me that if you're going to give Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare for somebody, that they're not going to beat them? They've got two weeks to prepare for Atlanta and watch all the tape. And it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots coaching staff. And they got two weeks to look at this. You're not wrong. They've got two weeks. Let me just point out, they had two weeks earlier in the season to prepare for the Seattle Seahawks. Another dangerous, complete team, an elite team. They had two weeks to prepare for them in their own building, no less, and they lost that football game. They lost it by a touchdown. Seattle was not good on the road this year, but they went into New England and they beat the Patriots. This game's not in New England. This is a neutral site game, Super Bowl 51. Yeah, they've got two weeks to prepare for the Atlanta Falcons. But you know what? The Falcons have two weeks to prepare for them. The Falcons have two weeks to get Julio Jones back as close to 100% as possible. The Falcons have two weeks to figure out how they're going to best employ that two-headed monster at running back. The Falcons have two weeks for Matt Ryan to study that defense and not sleep. The Falcons have two weeks, just like the Patriots have two weeks. I ran with a gut feeling to take Green Bay. It didn't work out for me. Atlanta wholly impressed me in that game. I like the Falcons. On the line, the Patriots are favored in this game by three points. Obviously, I like Atlanta to win. I'm going to tell you to go Atlanta plus three against the spread. Three points. It's a full field goal. I don't think it's going to waver too much from that. It might go to three and a half. If it goes to three and a half, jump on it. But... I would say you're pretty confident and comfortable at this point going Atlanta plus three in this game. Over under set at 58 and a half points. I told you I thought the final score is going to be 34-28 in favor of the Falcons. So obviously I like the game to go over the 58 and a half points. Atlanta straight up, Atlanta plus three, over 58 and a half points. Who's going to be your Super Bowl MVP? Matty Ice, come on, who else do you think is going to be the MVP if Atlanta wins this game? Matty Ice, I think he wins the Super Bowl MVP. I think Matty Ice goes 26 for 39, puts up 325 through the air, three total touchdowns, maybe he runs one in and really takes the Patriots by surprise, three total touchdowns. I'll give the Patriots defense, obviously, the credit that they probably get a pick. So one interception on Matty Ice's line, it's still going to be enough. Matty Ice wins your Super Bowl 51 MVP. If you're still listening, how about some prop bets? You want some prop bets? Let's give you some props. I found five prop bets that I really like. Now this is based on what my provincial bookie is going to give me. Your prop bets are probably going to differ, but if you can get a few of these... I think they're comfortable plays. Let's talk about them. We're going to start with total pass receptions. I got a matchup between Chris Hogan and Mohamed Sanu, and I'm going to tell you to take Chris Hogan in this one. Look, Hogan's averaging six and a half catches per game. He's got 13 so far on the playoffs. Mo Sanu, he's averaging four and a half per game. He's got nine. So look, it's not a huge gap, but that is two catches per game. With that much of a gap, if it was only a half or one, maybe I didn't take this, but with two full catches per game, 
I like Chris Hogan. Look, Mo Sanu is not a huge, huge part of this offense, even when Julio Jones is going to get double covered, and I guarantee he is going to get double covered. I still don't think Mo Sanu is going to have much more than five, maybe six catches. And I think Chris Hogan's going to be very involved in the Patriots game plan, given that Edelman is likely to see double coverage all game. So I like Chris Hogan over Mo Sanu in terms of total pass receptions. Let's look at total sacks. Now, this was an interesting one because this is a prop that I told you to take in the Green Bay Atlanta game, and I told you to go over three and a half sacks. We still have the same number. It's three and a half. This time, I'm going to tell you to stay under on it simply because in four total games for both of these teams, they only have a combined eight sacks. Now, yes, that's two sacks per team per game, which would lead you to believe if you do the math that there's going to be four in this game. I don't think they get to that fourth sack combined between the two. These are two quarterbacks that are very good at getting the ball out of their hands. Maybe they get to three sacks. I don't think they get that fourth one. So I like under three and a half total sacks. How about longest field goal? Now, the prop here is 45 and a half yards on an over-under. I'm going to tell you to stay under on it, and here's why. Between these two kickers, Steven Gostkowski and Matt Bryant, between the two of them, in four total games, they've only gone a combined two for two from 40 or more. Both of them were Gostkowski, and he's hit them both. But that's from 40 plus. You're getting an additional five and a half yards in this prop. Matt Bryant has not even had to attempt a 40 yard plus field goal so far in these playoffs. Gostkowski only twice. So you're going to get that additional five and a half yards on the prop. I'm going to tell you to go under on that one. I think this is going to be a touchdown fueled game. There will be a few field goals, but I think they're going to come from inside that 40, safely inside 45 and a half. So longest field goal under 45 and a half yards. Let's look at one of the same props that I also took in that Green Bay Atlanta game, and that is total pass completions. Same number in this game that there was in that game, and that's 52 and a half. Go over on it. It's two of the elite quarterbacks in football right now, two pass-friendly offenses. Look, they're offenses that can run the football, but they're pass-friendly for sure. And if the Patriots were a little vulnerable this season, it was giving up yardage through the air. So 52.5 completions, that's only 27 to 26. I told you in his stat line, I think Matt Ryan's going to get to 26 at least. So I like 52.5 to sail over in total pass completions. And we'll just take a fun one here at the end. Will there be a two-point conversion attempted in this game? Doesn't have to be completed successfully, just has to be attempted. And I'm going to say yes on it. I mean, look, even if for no other reason than to make the other team be off balance, if they're expecting just a single point just to kick the extra... And then you go out there, line up, and you attempt the two. So I think that's going to happen. I think someone will actually attempt a two-point conversion in this game, even if, situationally speaking, it wouldn't necessarily make as much sense. Look, if Pittsburgh was in this game, that's a guaranteed yes. They probably wouldn't even let you bet on it because Mike Tomlin. But I still think a two-point conversion will be attempted in this football game. And look, if you want to take all five of those props, throw them on a ticket, for a couple of bucks, why not? A $5 bet on those five props is $110 plus in the payout 
in terms of the numbers that at least that I get from my provincial bookie. So I mean $5 to potentially 22 times plus my money. Okay, I'll take that. So if you want to take those props, toss them on a small ticket, $5, whatever. You never know. Win yourself some scratch on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, folks, here at last comes the end of our fellowship. Hope I don't get sued or refused for monetization because I quoted Lord of the Rings. So this is it. This is the end of the season. And I just wanted to take a couple of minutes here towards the end of the video. We're going to go over the picks here one more time towards the end. But uh, just wanted to take a second at the end of the video here to say thank you. I know I've said it a few times this season, but uh, really, I mean, thank you. For a guy that didn't finish last season, wasn't sure whether he was going to do this again this year, wasn't sure whether he was actually a fan of the sport anymore, took time away, got it figured out, came back strong this season, had a really successful season in terms of the quality of the picks. But my real success this season comes in you folks. Everybody that listens to this, everybody that watches the episode, subscribes on iTunes, listens on SoundCloud, follows me on Twitter. Like, that's the real measurement of success for me this season. And my viewership has gone way up. In terms of just total views, it's at least doubled. And the fact that somewhere between, by the numbers, 500 to 700 of you every single week come out here to listen to what I have to say, what a Canadian has to say about the game of football in the United States. It, it's it's pretty damn awesome and it's pretty damn special. And that doesn't happen without you guys. It just doesn't. You guys and girls and folks that have just supported the channel this season, new subscribers, old subscribers, people that have been around since day one. These are the folks that make me a quote-unquote success at this. And it was, again, just spectacular. I took an idea, a formula that had worked well for four years and decided, you know what? I'm going to do something different. And I'm going to do the podcast and it's going to be long form. And hopefully people will go along with it. Um, But we'll have to see. If they don't, then... Maybe I'll have to either change it up or maybe I have to stop doing this thing. But uh, not only did you guys follow it, you embraced it and you made it successful. There's no point in being a content creator if you don't have people consuming the content. And the fact that I have five to seven hundred of you every single week consuming the content, that's incredible to me. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because this is so much fun. It's so much fun to do this. It's work, sure. And it's nerve-wracking and it's brain-wracking because every single week you want to do well. But when you not only do well, but you can look back and say, man, I put that together. You know what I mean? Like I, I created that. And not only did I create it and finish it and it's out there, but people really dug it. Like people really like this. And I have an audience and I have people that listen that's huge. It's so awesome. And that's, again, that's all because of you guys. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You guys make this happen. I'm just the puppet. (laughs) I'm just the one. I'm just the one that's here. But you guys are the ones that make it happen. Thank you.
All right, folks, that's it. The Atlanta Falcons, in my humble opinion, will be Super Bowl 51 champions, defeating the New England Patriots by a final score of 34 to 28. Take Atlanta straight up. Take Atlanta plus three against the spread. Take over 58 and a half points. Take Matt Ryan as your Super Bowl MVP, 325 yards, three total touchdowns. That's the way I see it going. That's it for me. For another season, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and I'll let you know, in terms of next season, I mean, nobody really knows what next season's going to bring, but I will tell you this, due to a little NFL YouTube prognostication inside knowledge, there's something very interesting that's on the table, something that's being worked on that will hopefully all come together. And if it does, it's going to be very, very, very fun and interesting and I hope popular with you guys. That's all I can say. I can't let it slip what it is. If I do, Geo Nose is going to tie me to a chair and force me to watch Flat Earth Conspiracy Theory YouTube videos. So I can't do that. But stay tuned because that's the only way you're going to know. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube. Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. One more time, thank you so much for all the support this season. And we're going to have more content on the channel, hopefully on the SoundCloud as well. Just because the football season's over doesn't necessarily mean the content is over. We got some fun stuff coming up the pipe in the coming months. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Thank you so much. Signing off.